Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Eve Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics including spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Contentment Theory podcast. So I thought a good topic would be to talk about moving to new places as obviously I am moving to Canada. So the sort of topics that I'm going to be going through today are how I'm coping with the stress, how I feel about making new friends, growth, being outside my comfort zone and everything sort of encompassing that. And hopefully you'll find some value in what I'm saying about these experiences and you can learn from them, they'll give you some perspective or just general tips and advice. It's just less than two weeks till I have to go and I'm having a mixture of feelings, so excitement, overwhelmed, I'm a bit scared. (sighs) Yeah, it's just a big mixture of feelings and I think that's pretty normal. I feel like because I've been purposely making an effort to manage my stress that I'm not feeling too much of the stress too much of the overwhelm so the way that I'm managing the stress is how I would normally manage stress so I'd make a to-do list and then just slowly chip away it because I think sometimes I get this frantic urge to try and do everything on my to-do list as soon as I have written it on the to-do list and I've come to realise that this is not a good way of doing things because it makes me feel overwhelmed and stressed. So I just pick a couple of things each day in order of priority. So for example, a time-sensitive task would be handing a visa application. There is a deadline for that and I wouldn't be able to get into Canada without it. But say packing my suitcase that can go on the bottom of my priority list because it can be done last minute it doesn't have a deadline on it I also wanted to share a little tip about to-do lists so I saw this thing on the minimalist website I'm not going to go into who the minimalists are now because I'm going to do a full episode about minimalism and how they've inspired that journey anyway instead of having one big long to-do list that could be things that need doing today, things that need doing in a few weeks' time. You have a today list and a Sunday list. So, for example, you would sit down every morning and write down a few things that you need to do in your today list. And then once you've completed these things to do on your today list, you don't do anything else because I think that you could spend endless hours trying to chip away a to-do list because in adult life there is always just ongoing tasks that you need to do and I don't want my days to be filled with an endless to-do list I want there to be a balance so you get a few jobs that you need to get done but you're also spending some time doing things just for enjoyment or spending time doing things that make you feel relaxed and then the someday to-do list is things that are more long-term So for example, I need to clean the underneath my bed. It's not a really pressing task, but it's something that I have to do every so often. And so I would say about once a week, you look at the someday to-do list. And then when you feel like it's the right time, you could add one of those tasks to your to-do list. 
Now, that's not exactly the way that they said it, but that's my take from it. And I think it's quite a good idea. Something else that I'm doing to manage stress is I'm making sure that I'm carving out time every day to do exercise, to do meditation, because that makes me feel calm and it regulates my nervous system. For me, it is an absolute priority to carve out that time to do those things because otherwise I would feel overwhelmed, I would feel stressed, I would feel anxious. I think it can be very tempting to put these things to the side, especially when I'm relatively busy at the moment. And to be honest, sometimes I can't be bothered exercising or meditating, but I know that if I don't make these things a priority, then my mental health would start suffering and my anxiety increases and I do not enjoy life. Another thing that I found really useful and a good way to manage stress and overwhelm is speaking to a friend or a family when I am feeling like that because 99% of the time when I do go and speak to a friend or a family they give me a bit of perspective, they give me reassurance and the problem just seems a lot less of a problem once I've spoken to them about it because they are an outsider and they can see the bigger perspective of what's going on so yeah I've been reaching out to friends and family quite a lot and they've been helping me they've been taking me through this time also I have been journaling like a mad woman I do I do journal every single day anyway because I enjoy it and it's fun but I think it is just such an amazing like outlet for stress or frustration or anything like that and it also gives perspective because you'll write something down and then I'll read it back and they'll be like oh actually that's not as big as a problem as I thought it was. I also think it's fun to or it is going to be fun to look back at these journals in a year or two or whatever and just see where I was at at that time. One last thing that I've had to keep in check and I did speak a little bit about this on my TikTok is I'm trying not to overwhelm myself with too much to do. So a few weeks ago I made a lot of plans with my friends my family and don't get me wrong I absolutely love spending time with them but I think in normal life I don't spend loads of time with them anyway so for example sometimes I don't see my friends for like three weeks whereas at the moment I'm seeing them like three times a week and I was starting to feel socially burnt out so I've had to look at my plans over the next few weeks and just make sure that I'm taking time to be on my own decompress relax So I've had to have a look at what I'm doing over the next few weeks and just make sure that I am carving out a fair amount of time to be on my own, to relax, to decompress and have no obligations. It's funny, I've been thinking about it recently and I don't know if this sounds weird, but I think that sometimes being frantic and being stressed can become kind of addictive and I'll explain myself so I think that when you check things off your to-do list, it's really satisfying. So I've got notions and then you have a little tick box next to the task and then you take it off. And I think I want that dopamine hit of checking something off the list because it's so satisfying. So then my brain's like, oh, why don't you try another one? And I think that it has gotten to points where 
I just can't help myself and I just get really frantic and I try to do so many things but yeah I really have to stop myself from doing that because oh god yeah it just it has a bad effect on me like I was saying it affects my mental health quite negatively I think another layer of it is if I'm quite busy all the time I don't have time to sit down and contemplate what is going to happen because it is quite an overwhelming scary thing that I am going to be doing so I always say to my sister I don't like to have too much time to think about something because I think that's when sometimes you can snowball and you can start worrying and having loads of anxious thoughts thinking about what could go wrong so yeah I'm just trying to find that balance of I am allowed to have distractions sometimes so for example I watch tv every day and I think it's good for me because it just lets me disassociate for a little while and not think about or think too much about what is going to happen but also not constantly being busy having distractions because that is not good for me either. So another thing that I'm doing to prepare to go away is I'm sorting out through all my stuff and I'm having to get rid of I'd probably say about 80% of it and to be honest for the most part it just feels freeing to get rid of it all because a lot of it I think I've hung on to for too long and I'm ready to let go. So it might sound a bit silly but I've had this jumper or a fleece and I've had it for about eight years and honestly it feels like part of my personality but I'm gonna give it to my sister. I'm ready to let go of it because that was the old me. I'm ready to get a new fleece. (laughs) Oh god that is very silly. I've not spoken too much about this on the podcast before but I am a minimalist and it is a huge part of my life. I'm not going to go into loads of detail because that is another episode for another day. However, it feels almost cleansing to get rid of all this stuff. And I know you're probably thinking, why don't I just put all my stuff in a storage locker? Well, there's a few reasons for that. Number one, it'll cost loads of money and the cost of how much it'll, how much it'll cost to keep it on a storage locker will probably be how much all of the things cost together. So say if I kept it in there for two years, that's how long the visa is. That's a lot of money. When I could just buy new stuff when I come back, if I come back, because that's the thing, what if I don't come back? Then all my stuff will just be sat in the storage locker. Also, I just think it's wasteful. Like, I've got so much stuff that my family and my friends would find useful, like clothes or bed sheets or plant pots and... I think it would be a waste to see those things sat in a storage locker when they could be put to good use or some people could find enjoyment from them. Also, I think that all that physical stuff will create mental clutter as well. I don't really know how to explain this, but I find that when I have a lot of physical possessions, I feel like it has an effect on my mental health and I feel mentally weighed down by it but when I declutter and I don't have a lot of possessions and I'm really I'm relatively minimal I feel lighter I feel like there is just more room in my life if that makes sense at all 
So I wanted to give you a little bit of an overview of what I'm going to be doing in the first few weeks when I'm there. So I'm going to be flying from Vancouver to Manchester and then I've booked a hostel for two nights so I can stay in the city and just get a few life admin tasks sorted like getting a bank account and stuff like that. So the hostel that I'm staying in, I've booked a room where there's only one other girl in the room, which I'm really glad about because, to be honest, I don't actually even want to stay in a hostel. I'd way rather have a room to myself. But it was the cheapest option and it's only for a couple of days. And although, yeah, being in a hostel, it's a good opportunity to meet people. I just don't think that in that moment in time, I'm going to be making friends is going to be the first priority on my list. After a couple of days in Vancouver... I'm going to be getting a ferry from Vancouver to Vancouver Island and then I'm going to be staying with a workaway host for a couple of weeks. I'm going to read you the workaway host profile so you can get a bit of a feel for where I'm going to be staying. So we've been developing our small community for the past three years, a sanctuary where we have begun growing our own food and have lots of space to express ourselves creatively and have fun. We live on a 2.1 acre farm in a residential area near farms but the town is close as well we have our very own labyrinth in the backyard it's an ancient tool for walking mindfully in peace for meditation and self-discovery near where i'm going to be staying there's going to be lots of beaches and honestly i cannot wait like that is the one thing that i am so excited about so where i live at the moment there is nowhere to go while swimming or there is actually but i can't get there because i don't drive And I can't wait to just go to the beach all the time and go swimming and I think it'll bring me so much joy. Um, And I think that staying with this workaway host will just, it'll just be the perfect opportunity for so many things that I want in my life. So for example, when I was speaking to the workaway hosts on, we did like a FaceTime and they were saying that they are musicians and they were saying, oh, do you play any musical instruments? And I was like, oh no, I don't, but... I would love the opportunity to learn. I've always wanted to play the guitar or piano, but I've just, to be honest, I've been really busy this year with lots of creative projects, so I've just not quite got around to that yet. But that, yeah, that is definitely something that I want to do and I want to explore whilst I'm over there. We've initially agreed to me staying there for a couple of weeks and then they said if we get along and if I like it there I can stay for longer and some of the people that have stayed there have stayed there for three months so yeah we'll just see what happens. Apart from that I don't have any other plans. There's a few reasons for this and I would say the first reason is I don't want to get there straight away and have a job and knuckle down and get on the grind. One of the reasons that I'm wanting to sort of go on this adventure is so I'm not in the regular nine to five kind of lifestyle. I don't want to leave my nine to five office job right now and get there straight away and get another office office job. Like that just sounds so depressing to me. First of all, I want to have at least a few weeks off, just having fun, exploring. Obviously, I will be working at the with the workaway host but it's only going to be a few hours a day and it's going to be relatively relaxing tasks like gardening and carpentry etc. I've also in my mind want to explore different types of work so I've really wanted to 
get a job in the outdoors. So I have been looking at those kind of jobs, but I think it'll just be better if I do it when I get there. I don't know, that just feels like the right thing to do. From what I understand, a lot of the time you find jobs, outdoors jobs through word of mouth anyway. So my workwear hosts have said that they'll help me find a job if that's something that I want to do and it sounds great. I want to also have the freedom to explore a few different places before I do settle down. So my initial thoughts were I'm definitely going to move to Vancouver, but I've heard so many good things about Vancouver Island that I want to explore Vancouver Island before I decide to settle in Vancouver. Also, I've heard so many good things about Whistler. I want to explore Whistler as well. So the kind of vibe that I'm going for is... Do a bit of exploring and then find a job. Also, obviously, haven't found anywhere to live yet, but there's a few different reasons for that. I don't feel comfortable signing for somewhere unless I am in person and I can see it because I don't know about you guys, but certain places just have bad energy or good energy and I need to be in person to feel that energy. It's funny how the episode before this, I was talking about letting go of control trusting the universe, trusting myself. And I do think this fits in ex- fits in exactly with what I was saying in the last episode. I want to trust that I'll find the right thing. The right thing will come along at the right time. And if it doesn't, nothing bad's going to happen. I'm always going to have somewhere to stay. I'm always going to be fed. My basic needs are always going to be met. If myself a year ago could see the person that I am now and what I'm doing and the way that I'm handling things, I think she would be quite shocked. But the way that I'm living right now feels so much better and I'm almost embracing the freedom that comes with not having a plan and the beauty of, I have no idea what's going to happen, but the potential for amazing things to happen is there. I am so ready to embrace this new era of me. I think this is, and this is quite emotional actually, this is, feels who I really am and who I've always meant to be, but my anxiety and my fears have always gotten in the way of that. Okay, so one big topic that I think is spoken about a lot when people speak about moving away to a different country or a city or whatever is being outside your comfort zone. And I think most people experience this when they try something new, they are outside of their comfort zone. Usually when I put myself outside of my comfort zone, it's just in small manageable ways. So for example, when I first started posting on social media, I found it so cringy and embarrassing. So I first off just started doing vlogs of my days. Instead of writing anything deep and personal, it was just a simple vlog of my day. And I was a little bit outside of my comfort zone. But not so much that my nervous system became dysregulated and I didn't put myself under a lot of stress and unpleasant feelings that I couldn't manage. I've been doing this incrementally over the year and if you look at the progress that I've made from when I first started posting on TikTok to now, it's actually amazing. And it's funny because I used to be mortified by the thought of even my friends seeing my TikToks. Like I didn't tell anybody that I had a TikTok account for months, literally months, until my friend messaged me and said, oh, I've seen 
that you've been posting TikToks and like, I love your videos. So if we look at when I first started posting the TikToks to literally not telling a soul unless somebody actually caught me out. And now I'm so open and honest about it and I'm proud of them and I enjoy posting TikToks. I enjoy talking about it. And I've seen that some people from my high school are following me and I've heard on the grapevine that some people have been talking about my TikToks. Not like in a bad way, they've just been like, oh, have you seen that Eve's doing this? Or that person from high school's doing this. And I actually don't care at all now, it's funny. And that's happened from slowly exposing myself to being outside of my comfort zone, very, very incrementally. What I will say about putting yourself outside your comfort zone is start really small and build your way up from there because there's no point trying to make yourself do something that is going to make you feel so uncomfortable. It's going to dysregulate your nervous system. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel anxious and it will put you off putting yourself outside of your comfort zone in the future if you have a really stressful, scary experience with it. So what I will say about moving to Canada and being outside my comfort zone is, if I'm completely honest, there's going to be a lot of things all at once that is going to put me outside of my comfort zone. So for example, socialising, making friends, making connections, that is something that I find difficult. And normally I wouldn't overwhelm myself with all of these new things to put me outside of my comfort zone, but I think practically I can't really help that because I am I am just gonna have to experience all of things all of these things quite closely together. To be fair, I think I can take things at my own pace, so I'm not just gonna throw myself into social social situations every single day and force myself to be somebody that I'm not and it's funny actually because I think the topic of conversation that comes up quite a lot when people talk about moving away is oh like what about making friends like how are you, how are you going to do that and to be honest I'm I'm not in a mad rush to make new friends don't get me wrong I, I do want to make friends I do want to make connections it's so important however I think sometimes it's okay to be alone for a while and not force things. I think that the right people will come to me at the right time. And one of the things that I love about myself is I'm really good at spending time alone. I like spending time alone just as much as I do socialising. So for me to have to be a bit of a loner for a few months is actually something that I really don't mind. And to be honest, I think I'll quite enjoy. I think something that I've been mulling over in my mind when I think about making new friends is in the past I think I used to show off and I used to exaggerate the quote-unquote interesting parts about myself so people would like me but actually this was quite exhausting because it is putting up a front and then when I chill out a bit and I'm not this exaggerated version of myself people are almost like disappointed because they're like oh I thought that you were this person, but actually you're, diluted per- you're a diluted version of that person. Does that make sense? But now I am going to make an effort to just try and be as much as myself as I can be because I don't feel like I need to exaggerate these quote-unquote interesting parts about myself anymore. For people 
who I'm meant to be friends with will like me for who I am. So I think, for example, I used to try and put on this persona of being like a bit of a crazy wild girl. Oh, it's actually so cringy when I think about it. And try and do things that were like part of that crazy wild party girl persona. And, you know, occasionally that was who I was. I think everybody has a wild side, a wild side. But actually, I think that I was just like putting up a front, putting up an act so people would like me. But what I found is that at first people are very interested whether this is boys or whether this is friends. And then when I calm down and I stop being this like exaggerated wild person, people are not interested because they're just like, uh, you're not actually who, who you kind of made out that you were. This year, I've really been focusing on building my self-esteem. So validating myself, not needing to get my validation from boys or people and generally just making myself feel good about who I really am and now I've gotten to the point where I do feel good about myself I do feel worthy and I just it sounds crazy but I don't worry about making friends because I feel good enough that I will make friends because I am a likeable person. I have a lot of interesting things about me and I'm a good person. I'm nice. I'm just like, I'm good to be around, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. So this is a little bit off topic, but I saw this thing the other day that said, it was probably on TikTok. It was like, if you think that all of your friends are lovely and sweet and they all have great things about them, then that is a reflection of who you are. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely love that because I think that you can put your friends on a pedestal and you can say so many great things about them, but you just have to think the reason why that they're friends with you is because they see so much, I don't know, they see just so many amazing things within you. So a topic that I wanted to touch upon, which I think is very relevant to when you move to a new country is experience anxiety, experience a lot of worry because there is a lot of uncertainty even if you do plan a lot of things, there still is going to be a lot of uncertainty. I think a past version of myself would be absolutely beside myself with worry and just be spiralling out of control with the million and one things that I could worry about. But I'm in this mindset now where I'm like, it's just pointless worrying because there is just, endless things that I could worry about don't get me wrong I do have phases where I am worried and I am anxious but I'm talking about out of control spiraling and anxiety and worry I'm in this mindset now where I'm accepting the uncertainty and I'm embracing it and also I'm accepting the fact that things are probably going to go wrong at some point and I'm okay with that because that is just part of life. Anywhere you go, anything you do, at some point something is going to go wrong. Something is going to happen that has a less desired effect. I fully admit that I don't know if I'm always making the right choices. 
but I've accepted that and like I said in the last episode I don't necessarily think there's any right or wrong answers it's not like a binary thing there's just less desirable outcomes more desirable outcomes and that fluctuates throughout life and since I've adopted this mindset where I accept that things can go wrong I am going to experience some suffering I feel like a weight has lifted off my shoulders because I'm almost prepared in knowing that, you know, things can go wrong sometimes and that's okay. It's just part of life. Another thing that I find quite interesting, I will a topic, is this idea of when people move away, I think a lot a lot of people are under this illusion that it is going to completely change them and they're it's going to take away their suffering of whatever is going wrong in their life. And don't get me wrong, I think that a new environment can do a world of good to somebody. However, I am under no illusion that if I go to Canada, that all of my worries, all my anxieties, all the problems that I've ever had are going to magically vanish away because I go to this, because I go to this new place. And I don't see that as a bad thing because I'm not trying to run away from who I am. I'm not trying to run away from my life. I am learning to accept who I am, taking that with me and wearing it with pride. I think right at this moment in time, I am experiencing the least amount of anxiety and worry that I ever had in my life. And that's probably been the overarching issue that I have been battling with for the last five years, 10 years, whatever. However, I'm saying or I'm accepting that, you know, when I'm over there, these problems might arise again and I will find a way to manage them. I'll find a way to deal with them. I don't think that moving away to a new country is going to cast a magical spell to make me into a completely new and different person. The last thing that I wanted to talk about was I put out a sticker on Instagram and I said if anybody has any questions please ask away and I actually got a couple of questions so here goes. Okay so first question are you going for a short-term working holiday or indefinitely? So I've got a two-year working holiday visa and to be honest I just have no idea. I'm not putting any pressure on myself to say I have to stay for the two years just in case there is something that I don't like or I'm not enjoying. But to be honest, I, I'm definitely open to staying longer. I suppose it just it just completely depends like who I meet, what happens, how I find being away from my family because I'm actually really close to my family and my friends. So yeah, honestly, we'll just have to see how that one goes. Second question. How is the safety for queer people? Is queer healthcare better than the US? To be honest, I'm probably not the best person to ask about this. But from what I understand, from the little research that I have done, and I have just heard from people, that Canada is ranked one of the most friendliest places for the LGBTQI plus community. So for example... They were one of the first countries to legalise same-sex marriage and they have quite a big community in 
lots of different places in Canada. In terms of the healthcare system comparisons, I'm from the UK, so I have no idea how the US system works, to be honest. From what I've heard, it's not great and it costs a lot of money. And what I've learned about the Canadian healthcare system is a lot of, you do get a lot of free healthcare. It's not all free, but you get a lot free. So my line of thinking is the laws and the rights will reflect, be reflected in the healthcare system. So if Canada is a friendly place for queer people to live, then it should have a supported healthcare system as well. When I did some research, I found this document called The Health of LGBTQI2 Communities in Canada. And as you can imagine, it's um, an overall summary of the healthcare for that community in Canada. They highlight some of the factors contributing to health inequalities and also ways to promote health equity for that community. That's from June 2019. So if you wanted to have a a flick through that, I will leave it in the show notes. But yeah, I don't think I'm the best person to go in depth about that topic because I don't know a ton about it, to be honest. And I don't think I would be able to make a decent in-depth comparison. Okay, so I think I'm going to end the episode there. But I hope you enjoyed what I had to say and I hope you found some value and I hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.